0: going to do my really bad share impression but you know was not <laughs> neither the time nor the place hmm. um, but how are you
1: i'm doing fantastic how are you
0: i'm great um if those who are listening do not know this is another picture show podcast my name is madeline and i'm olivia and we are the only two people who host this thing <laughs> um but every week we watch a movie i usually have never seen the movie and don't know what the movie is olivia tells me I probably don't know what the movie is. We watch it and I have very strong thoughts and so does Olivia and we talk about it.
1: Exactly. So uh, this week I'm going to let Madeline kind of dictate what we're going to watch this week. Uh, She still doesn't know the movies, but we're going to go based off of her mood.
0: I do like a little bit of freedom. (laughs) A little (laughs) little control. I'm I'm elbowing the box here.
1: Yeah, a little control in in the project. All right, Madeline, so thus far, we've, you know, we've done New Moon and Eclipse, we've done I Care A Lot, Promising Mm -hmm. Young Woman, and Annihilation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, For this week, are you feeling like a funny and lighthearted movie? Are you feeling kind of dramatic or badass movie? Are you feeling sexy slash romantic? Or are you feeling spooky? Oh, I'm always feeling spooky.
0: But I want to hold off on the spook. Mm-hmm. I want to do sexy and romantic.
1: Sexy and romantic. I'm not actually
0: feeling that, but I want to watch whatever it is.
1: Okay. Um. Then I think we're going to go with Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Ooh. I own
0: one of Olivia's artwork pieces. Based on that movie and I've never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) The piece of art is beautiful.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, um, my day job, I'm an artist. I sell stuff on Etsy. Um, so I appreciate that you you own a piece of my work. That's really nice. But now I own several pieces of
0: your work. Why are you surprised?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh now you'll get to uh, see the uh see the inspiration for it.
0: Yes, I can't wait. It's it's been one of those things where like, I thought I was going to watch it before I bought your piece. And then I was like, never got around to it because I never watch movies mm-hmm. until Olivia's like, watch this. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Yes. yes, yes, please. What movie is it? <laughs> um, so I'm excited. Yes, 100%. I'm glad I picked this.
1: Good. Uh, do you know anything about it?
0: I did watch the trailer. Okay. So all I know is that Essentially, the very basics is this wealthy, it's all in French. This wealthy family is somebody hires this artist to paint a portrait of one of the women in their family. I don't know how, if she's the daughter, like the sister, somebody's wife, whatever. And she does not want her portrait painted. So this artist has to essentially follow her around to get her to just fucking sit still for five minutes so she can like know her face so she can paint it because mm-hmm. that's how they did that shit and they probably still do it that way. And then it leads to sexy times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's, uh, that's good. Good that's, job. And I, I watched the trailer like a year ago. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I got up in the noggin.
1: I'm really excited about this one. I love this movie. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything else because I want you to, you know you know, watch it and come up with your own I do oh, remember God. you like
0: raving about it like when yeah. it first came out and you first saw it. So I, that's also why I wanted to watch it because Olivia was like, watch this movie. And I was like, yes, ma'am. But we didn't have the threat of the podcast looming <laughs> over my head. <laughs> As if so I have I some sort of power
1: over you. Like if you didn't watch the movie, we just wouldn't record the podcast. <laughs> like I have, I have no like financial or any sort of like blackmail over Madeline to keep her from- It really is just like- i just say hey let's watch this and then she either does or she doesn't (laughs) but uh yeah so i'm really excited about this one it's it's a movie that really spoke to me for a lot of reasons um when i watched it obviously we'll get into more personal reasons after we watch the movie but i'm really excited about this one so let's just go get into it does that sound good
0: i'm gonna tear it open and just drink it all in
1: oh sexy okay well (laughs) obviously right well with that we're gonna go watch portrait of a lady on fire and we'll be back with our review in three two And we're back yeah <laughs> how do you feel you know
0: going into this I was like oh sweet it's gonna be like ye old mountain um but it very much was not ye old mountain <laughs> and I'm glad like yeah. I like I full disclosure I've only seen the second half of Brokeback mountain but mm. I intend to watch the first half it was one of those like I came in, somebody was watching the movie, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just mosey on down," and got real sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I liked it. It was a cool. beautiful movie. I kind of wish I—I mean, it was—I think it's in the description or whatever because it's like obviously a romance movie, like it's categorized as that. Mm-hmm. But part of me kind of wish I didn't know, like that they were going to like end up together, end up like you know blossoming, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, into like a tr- like a romantic tryst or whatever mm-hmm. because I think I was just so focused on the build-up I was like come on because like like my roommate are watching it and we there was like moments and I was like this is it this is when they're gonna do it <laughs> and then it's like and then they don't and you're like damn and then it's another moment and you're like this has to be it, it it's textbook oh sorry I have iced coffee if it if y'all can hear the rattling of my <laughs> um <laughs> So there's yeah, there's so many moments where I was just like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> no <laughs> keys. Uh, no, literally, I'd be like, make out already. Like, <laughs> but I I very much enjoyed it. I loved virtually every moment of the movie. Yeah. Nice. I just I just think every moment of the movie was very intentional. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that like literally right up until the last second of the movie. So I, I very much appreciated that. Also, the French language is so
1: sexy, mesmerizing. Yeah, so
0: mesmerizing.
1: Well, good. I'm I'm very happy that you liked it. I I feel like I would have um quit the podcast if you had come in and been yeah, what like, am I... um, it was okay. Uh, but... Come in like, yeah, I didn't like them as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just was bored the whole time. Okay, so let me let me just give the stats real fast, and then we can dive deep into the specifics of the movie. So we just came back from watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a 2019 French historical romantic drama written and directed by Celine Siama, starring Noémie Merlot and Adele Hanel. I am butchering their names, so I'm sorry if, if my French accent pronunciation is awful. Um, the movie takes place in France in 1770. Marianne, a painter, is commissioned to do a, the wedding portrait of Eloise a young woman who has just left the convent. Eloise is a reluctant bride-to-be, and Marianne must paint her without her knowing. She observes her by day to paint her secretly. That is the synopsis of the film. Yes, Madeline.
0: If you think about it, Eloise is like the foil to Maria from Sound of (laughs) Music. both leave the convent but one doesn't want to get married while the other one literally cannot stop herself from jumping in bed with Captain Von Trapp. anyway
1: I mean I I oh, would no, do the I same would.
0: but <laughs> it's a different movie yeah, yeah no shaming Maria I'm just like I just the moment you were like she left the convent and she's getting married I immediately thought of Maria
1: I don't even know where to start what did you think of the performances in the movie really good i mean i really i mean i
0: don't know these actresses like they might be like super well known in france and europe but you know i do not know of the the popular figures in france slash mainland europe but um i really i mean i really think they had great chemistry like truthfully Mm -hmm. and it was very like i think especially in the beginning because like at first you're like oh you know Eloise wants nothing to do with Marianne. She's just like walking around living her best life, and Marianne's like, "Bitch, let me see your fucking face." And then she finally sees a face, and she's like, "Damn!" And then, yeah, <laughs> and then it it almost feels like one sided for mm. a hot minute. Like Marianne's just obsessed with Eloise. And first of all, imagine imagine being paid to look at a hot person and then paint them all day, and then like low key, you're getting paid to have sex with them later on. You know, like <laughs> bonus points, <laughs> perks. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> like donkey, like maybe it's a park, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I like. I mean, I can't say any more than I just thought they had great chemistry. Like when they were describing each other's expressions, like the other. So like when Eloise was describing what Marianne would do when she's frustrated or when she's you know caught off guard, like the expressions that she was doing like I that she was describing like you could see perfectly in Marianne like in other mm-hmm. scenes and stuff. So you were like, damn, that's awesome. And then you know, vice versa. So it was very like, I don't know, it was just sexy. I don't
1: know. <laughs> just, just I promised it. sexy and romantic. I think you I did. I delivered.
0: Um the scenery was sexy. Like I'm oh, assuming yeah. so it's obviously off the coast of southern France. Yes. Probably yeah. cor- close to Corsica. It was like very, although it wasn't very tropical, so maybe not. But anyways, off the coast of southern France. But yeah, it was just like beautiful like the, just the scenes in general.
1: Mm-hmm. I love this movie so much. I feel like every time I watch it, I'm just it's like just sucked into the world of it. It's It feels so epic but it's such like a a very small, intimate story. Um, And I feel like it's you know it's it, it tended to be that way the the director is kind of trying to show the like epicness of falling in love in the scale of of the scenery around them but even in even in doing that we're still very much within their like very intimate bubble where we can pick up on the the small details like her raising her eyebrows when she like is troubled or whatever um i just think it's very very well done. The rhythm of the movie is impeccable. There's like no music except for three different times, but it's all diegetic music. So it's like in universe. Mm-hmm. I think the first one she's playing piano. She's playing, I I. I don't have the, the exact music in front of me, but she's playing that song that ends up being played again at the end of the movie um, in Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> the scene with the women, singing okay um, that
0: did kind of like throw me through a loop <laughs> <laughs> that part was like what
1: well yeah it, it kind of starts out like like a very glee strange, like a glee scene it, 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 ryan described it as a slow clap like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was because like it's like the
0: way they're like yeah the way they're doing all that humming i mean it was cool because like at first you didn't you didn't really know it was like human voices mm-hmm. at least i didn't i was like is there like a swarm of bees coming or whatever but yeah, and then I realized it was like all these women, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, we're getting like a little Glee performance um during this like ye old bonfire party." And I was like, <laughs> "What's happening?" And Then I was waiting for like the human sacrifice. Like we were, me and my roommate were like, "Is this gonna turn weird?" It's gonna <laughs> turn
1: into like Midsummer.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> we said that. We were like, "If this is Midsummer, I'm out." <laughs> no, it was a, it was a little. Although, gay Midsummer would be very
1: interesting. True. True. Um, no, I think the, the 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 start of that scene is a little off off putting because it's just been silent music-wise, really up and up until that point. And then all of a sudden they come in and it's like slowly building. You're like, what's going on? Um Aww, yeah.
0: like from <laughs> the <laughs> moment you walk in.
1: I think um it kind of symbolizes like women lifting, they're literally like lifting up each other's voices, you know, like. it's just a group of them and they're all just like singing together and like slowly getting louder and making each other louder I think it's pretty cool
0: I think it's interesting that it only took place over the course of like two weeks three weeks maybe because the the mother was not gone that long
1: it was like five days she was gone five days
0: yeah so and Marianne was there originally for six days so it was (laughs) like So say in the six days, she had to do this painting and then fucked it up. Say it took the mom another two days before she left. Mm -hmm. They they were together only two weeks. So I'm assuming like the last, and it took a hot minute for them to build up to like the sexy stuff. Mm -hmm. So they were really only like together romantically four days. Yeah. That's a generous, a generous four days.
1: Yeah. Cause they, had they were kind of just like chilling and having fun with Sophie for the first few days.
0: And then the bonfire scene. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, the imagery of her walking with her dress literally on fire. I was like, yes. Um,
1: <laughs> That's the name of the movie. <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> when she <laughs> when in the beginning, it was, she was talking to her students. She pointed at the painting and they're like, what's it called? She was like, you know, portrait of a woman on fire. I literally went like the Leo meme. Like Point literally tea. pointed at the screen. I was like, this, she said it. <laughs> the painting's beautiful. I want I want yeah. like a print of it if it exists.
1: Uh speaking of the paintings, the paintings were all painted by one person. Um and it was not
0: the actress who played Marianne.
1: No. Her name was so. Helen Helen del Delmer. Something like that. I'm again butchering the pronunciation, but she's a younger artist that uh, Celine Siama found on Instagram Mm. and just liked her style. And she had never painted for a movie before. She just, you know, kind of does what I do and and was painting for her own little business. And then uh, came in, she had to paint like for 16 hours a day for like multiple weeks because she had so many different paintings to paint but I think it's so many
0: different stages yeah
1: Mm -hmm. um but I think it's really interesting because each of the different paintings of Eloise like don't look necessarily like they're from the same artist you know Mm. like I, I just think it's really the attention to detail in that was really cool like the first one we see her face is all like blurred out because the guy that came to paint her couldn't um obviously had zero intimacy with her had zero trust between them so he couldn't accurately paint her um paint her face because she wouldn't pose for him and then when Marianne paints her the first time she looks like her but there's no life there because Mm -hmm. it's just based off of her her memory of her and not necessarily like her herself being part of the part of the project she's just an object at that point being painted she's not like an active part in the in the painting process and then we have the actual painting where it's great she looks great she's lively you can see the life within the painting and then the painting at the very end that we see of her with her child that looks a little silly um demonic <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like her but doesn't look like her at the same time you yeah. know what i mean like you could tell that it's her but you can tell it was painted by someone who who didn't know her as well as Marianne did and i thought that was really really interesting i thought it was very
0: cheeky of her to have the book open to 28 the page mm-hmm. And you know, she had to tell the artist, like, you better
1: paint those fucking numbers in. <laughs> she was just like, hey, can I can I see the paintbrush real fast? Uh, let me yeah, just add a little, yeah. <laughs> little thing. He's uh, like, what? <laughs> paint this 28. Like, are you sure? Yes. that's uh, I need that. Yeah. What did you think of the paintings? Um,
0: <clears throat> I really liked watching the process, like, even in the little clips that they did.
1: Because,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, like, Me no artists, me don't know how art works. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I don't mean I've always like had an appreciation for art in general. Like I wanted to study, um, if I could do college over again, I would have studied probably like art history or something like that. But um me with no with no artistic bone in my body would have (laughs) definitely been obsessed with other people's art because I would live vicariously through them. But it was very, like I said, interesting to just see like the process from like And the different mediums that she used, like pencil. she used, like, the little, like, charcoal kind of thing, paint, obviously, and the different, like, different things that she, the canvases, the weird stone thing that she did the, like, abortion sketch on. Mm -hmm. So it was all, like, it was, like, really cool, and obviously, like, Marianne's a very, you know, well- versed artist and she you know can use her talent across like multiple different mediums and different you know techniques if you will if you'll allow me to speak so freely about art um
1: (laughs) now I'm gonna cut it off here Uh,
0: (laughs) shut up shut up poser (laughs) um no I I thought they were beautiful and I didn't know that like it makes sense like the portraits thing being sent to like the f- husband's family or whatever because like yeah they how else we, are you gonna know what your wife's looks like unless you've already met her which in this instance clearly was not true so so it's like a beautiful like art process but it's kind of like a sad reason mm. why it's being made yeah and it kind of highlights like just a little bit kind of the you know I don't want to say issue but like the subject of like arranged marriages and like the lack of freedom that women had back in the day yeah and to
1: this day in some parts of the world yeah I think um the way the art is used to kind of challenge the idea of the muse in a way um I listened to a few interviews with the director and she was talking about how throughout history the muse has been you know kind of seen as a a beautiful object the woman posing for a painting a man painting her she is an object in the in the male gaze right Mm -hmm. and she's often seen as very passive and not part of the creation of the art itself and it's all put on you know the the man as the the artist, the genius behind the painting. But this is kind of taking that idea and saying like, no, the the muse is not an object that's passive in the process. It's a, they are just as much a part of the the workings of the painting and the process of it. They are the ones directing the painter and informing the painter with their presence and their inspiration, which I thought was really interesting. Um, And the, I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. It's just like,
0: (laughs) no, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me like the way you talk about like women, you know, being a part of the art. It reminds me, and we need to watch this movie, but we'll get to it eventually. Mm -hmm. um, Woman in Gold. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of my favorite movies um, because it's about art. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But it's, about um the grand the niece i suppose not the grand niece but the niece of adele blockbauer i was trying to think her name she was the subject of one of gustav Klimt's paintings called it was called originally portrait of adele blockbauer but when Mm. and it was in austria um and when the nazis snatched it up and took it and after world war ii it was was donated to essentially like snatched again and put in the um Vienna Museum of Art I don't know the official name but it was in Vienna it was the art museum there and it was the name was changed to woman like woman in gold or something like that portrait of a woman in gold something like that but I think even though it was commissioned like it had like Adele Blockbauer was like way more involved in like the creation of it and like yeah they kind of like erased her and made it like because they didn't want to acknowledge like her heritage like her history especially as being like a Jewish woman so when and the movie's about like the niece trying to get um get the painting restored to her I forget what the repatriation I think is the term for paintings for art that's stolen yeah so like she was trying to get the painting repatriated to her because it was like legally hers and it's like the whole legal battle it's really really cool because it, it deals a lot with like the art behind it and like you know what she went through like as a young woman in in Vienna you know during before World War II and like having to escape the Nazis and like how that affected her living in the United States and blah blah but anyway so it's it's just like I don't know I, that's what I thought of when you when you mentioned it sorry to go on a little tangent oh but, that's it's interesting but like Klimt is like this like you know even at the time is like this well-regarded artist and the fact that Adele was like Hey now, like, this is I'm gonna wear this necklace. I'm gonna do this. You're gonna paint me, and you're gonna have a good time. And Gustav was like, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was I don't know.
1: Go Adele. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think like the concept of, or the idea that that is kind of a theme throughout this movie of like women inspiring art, um even in like a male dominated world, um, You know, Marianne is a very capable artist. Her dad was an artist um, that she has to submit some of her paintings under his name in order to like get places. Like at the end of the movie, she submits a painting under her dad's name to get into the the exhibit um, in Milan. Mm. Um, And at one point, Eloise asks, how she, you know, paints male the male form, and she says that she's not allowed to usually mm-hmm. um, because women are kept from using live models or painting m- men nude or women nude just to keep them from being great, essentially. Uh, which I think is really interesting. Like the human form is one of the like most prominent focuses of art because it's you know ourselves and and how we represent ourselves throughout history and 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 just like the artistic form um and to keep women from accessing that to keep them from being great artists quote unquote great artists is really really
0: interesting it just slays me because like thinking about just like men literally gatekeeping fucking everything back in the day like (laughs) they couldn't learn women couldn't learn how to read how to Mm -hmm. like except for the bible but then you learn how to read so you can read anything else but anyway couldn't (laughs) learn how to read couldn't learn how to write couldn't fucking you could draw but you can't you know draw certain things you know all all they knew how to do was like all they could all they were really allocated to do was like pop out babies cook for their families and like sew and shit anything Mm -hmm. that could like get them to a higher elevated plane was like ride out like yeah you know you could you could cook for your family but you know fuck it fuck you if you think you're gonna be you know some top tier chef at some fancy like milan restaurant mm-hmm. or you know yeah you can draw but like the moment you start painting nude bodies i'm coming for your ass bitch like there's <laughs> <laughs> any time they're like <laughs> You try and do this, sure. keep stick to your sketchbooks and your doodles, whatever, lady. But the moment you start being like, "I want to, you know, show this off in a museum or show this off in a gallery," like that's when they start coming for you because that means like you have status, that means you have autonomy. that means like you can speak up for yourself and therefore can speak up for others. And men knew that men knew the danger of giving and still do knew the danger of giving women like, a possible stepping stool. So here I come smacking down the patriarchy again, like (laughs) (laughs) with my big old feminist fly swatter. Well, let's
1: get into that part of the movie too. Like the absence of men for
0: 99% of the movie. (laughs) The one man that was consistently in this film failed me. And it was the dude on the boat he was the one who like just let her jump into the water to get her oh, yeah. freaking canvases. And then he dragged her shit halfway up the beach and was like, it's there. And then when he came and then he comes back and he's like chilling in the kitchen and he takes her shit. He's like, bes- I think he is the only man in the film, right?
1: Well, until the very, very end where they're at the, Oh right. Um, you know, the We can't exhibit, deny that men but...
0: exist. You're
1: right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> in a perfect world. But yeah, he's he's kind of the only male figure that has a speaking. Oh, actually, that's not true because the guy at the end asks her about the painting. But uh, the only other guy that has a speaking role um, and he's kind of useless. And I think that's hilarious. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sucks like so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, she, her canvas falls in the water and she like looks at the three men that are on the boat and none of them do anything. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll just do it myself. just like oh what a shame and they (laughs) like barely stopped
0: too like (laughs) like they didn't stop rowing till after she jumped in they're like i guess we gotta wait for her like (laughs) darn (laughs) they look at Um, they look at the guy like steering the boat and he's like yes stop
1: (laughs) yeah so the men in this movie are are kind of useless but it's interesting because you can still feel the pressures of patriarchy throughout the whole movie but Mm -hmm. when these women are alone on this you know little island or wherever they are um they've they they've created like a little communal bubble amongst themselves Mm -hmm. and there's a quality there that you don't you wouldn't see if there were men present Mm -hmm. um you know we have the the mistress Eloise we have the paid painter commissioned to be there and then we have the maid and we have that one scene that shows it perfectly i think like uh eloise is cooking she's the mistress mistress and she's cooking and then uh marianne the paid worker is drinking and uh sophie is embroidering and they're all just kind of there doing their thing and enjoying each other's company I, i don't know it was very representative of of the little bubble that they created on this at the house mm-hmm. amongst the three of them, you know, working together and, and the, the communal experience that we have as women just kind of trying to make it through life.
0: Damn right. <laughs> Each other. Amen. Sister damn patriarchy at it again, patriarchy around even when we don't want it around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about the abortion stuff a little bit?
0: <clears throat> okay, it slayed me when she tried to do the tea and like hang from the rafters because I was like I'm I'm pulling so many like just outside sources. Like it just reminded me of Bridgerton where the gal spoiler alerts for those who have not watched Bridgerton, first of all, go watch it. It's pretty freaking great. Anyway, and then come back to this yeah. part. But don't Don't shame Bridgerton. <laughs> i loved richardson anyway it was
1: fun it was fun
0: it was fun that's the i wasn't i wasn't sitting there being like normally again i have an issue <laughs> like expel like you know dispending you know what is the term when you can't like let go of suspend the that- disbelief suspend i don't know yeah, you know what i mean like, something like that something like that it's it's gone um But I, I respected Bridgerton because it was just like fun. And it was like, you know, the string quartet playing, like, thank you next. I was like, okay, I know what world (laughs) we're in now. Yeah. Anyway, it reminded me of, um, the gal in Bridgerton, like drinking this one tea that she like crushed up like three fucking leaves and like threw in like a friggin stick of cinnamon and was like, boom, abortion tea done check Mark, take that six month old, you know, fetus or whatever. Like I'm gonna drink this shit and you're going to be gone. And then the doctor's like you're an idiot <laughs> when it turns out she most definitely was still pregnant so that part made me laugh when Sophie did that and was also it was really funny when she was like because you couldn't tell what she was doing for a second until mm-hmm. she like came down drank the tea and then went back up you're like the fuck is she doing um but when she went to the woman's house the older woman's house to like actually get the procedure done I was uncomfortable with the fact that children were on the bed, just like one, mostly because it's like, kind of like a medical procedure, like not actually medical, but it's kind of like a invasive procedure. And like, I don't know. I knew they didn't really, I know they didn't really understand like germs and shit back then, but I was just like, that's not sanitary (laughs) (laughs) and the kids have no idea what's going on. And they were, they were, they were too young to understand. So it's not, it's not necessarily a big deal in that regard. But then it made me so like, I don't know. I was just like, kind of like, oh, like in a way, like when the baby was like touching her face, because it's, I don't know, I guess it was kind of harsh to like literally just have had an abortion, then turn your head. and A fucking baby is right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I hi. Was, <laughs> I thought it was very, I don't know. It was just beautiful. Like, you you do what you got to do back then. You oh, know, yeah. To, to, to get it done. And like, you know. That means go to some lady's house while their kids are just you know chilling and rolling around, get it done because like that's the only method that you can turn to because <laughs> patriarchy right? But, patriarchy. Um,
0: get, where's my flyswatter?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that like she's like yeah I missed my period like three times. Oh, also, I don't know I don't know about you but like I've never seen someone having their period like in a movie ever like have it be have it be a plot point I don't know or like abortion in a movie hardly ever where it's handled like oh that's a thing okay we'll we'll handle it you know without it being like
0: oh like a big deal
1: yeah like yeah I don't know I don't think so either it just felt very natural like she gets her period in the middle of the night she wakes up from like cramps and whatever Mm-hmm. she goes down to put some heat on it and I'm like don't I know that you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> like where's my hot water bottle I've never seen that something like a, just a detail like that in a movie mm-hmm. before um so I really appreciated that and then she's like yeah I missed my period for like three months and Marianne's like
0: the you know the means de- right yeah like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh wait a damn minute <laughs> um she's like do you want to keep it? And she's like, no. And then there's no questions asked. And we're immediately just there with them helping her do the things to get rid of the baby. It was just, I don't know. It was just, I mean, it was, a there very was no shaming sort of like, her. There was nothing.
0: Right. No, I, I agree. I think also the period thing was just like an, like an excellent plot device in order yeah. to introduce that, like that side story, that side like mission that they're on to get Sophie all squared away because yeah, she was like, you know, it was just like such a natural conversation where she's like, yeah, I I usually do this, but I haven't had to do it for three months. And (laughs) Marian's like, wait, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I agree. I mean, it's still, obviously it's still a very, you know, touchy subject and a lot of people shy away from it, but you know, you're right. Like women had to do that. Like had, and today have to go to like, extremes to get you know that sort of thing done because like they can't support themselves and we don't know the circumstances behind Sophie's
1: no it, um, doesn't, matter. Doesn't, it doesn't matter she doesn't want the baby and that's it right
0: no but that's what I'm saying is like I'm, I'm it doesn't yeah. matter but like other women have like particular circumstances that led them to making that decision yeah so regardless of what Sophie's you know events were leading up to you know going to that woman's house and getting the abortion it's it's just like really frustrating thing to think about you know that the patriarchy get my freaking fly swatter out again (laughs) once is once again like limiting you know women in a way of like autonomy and like put like you know you know put your beliefs aside whether they're religious or like otherwise about you know abortion and just think about like why are we governing like bodies in such a way that it's causing living humans living breathing humans harm yeah I don't know I'm not I don't want to get like too deep and too political about it but yeah those are my thoughts
1: yeah it was just very well done and I I appreciated it because it gave Sophie a stake in the the movie Mm -hmm. I feel like in a lot of movies like this the background characters are kind of just you know, there, but she felt like she was equally a part of this, this trio, you know, mm-hmm. they were all, she understood their relationship. She wasn't a part of it in that way, but her friendship to them was just as important as like their, their bond together. Mm-hmm. You know, Does that make sense? Um, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, like I said, like the f- kind of unofficial, like found family, like you said, yeah. like they had their own bubble. They like accepted each other There were I mean there was still like a little bit of that like you could still feel in the presence of Mm -hmm. like that that class divide slightly but it wasn't as it was definitely much more diluted because of the fact that like no one else was around nobody else could enforce the rules so they're like you know still bound a little bit by like the norms of society but they relaxed and that's why you know Eloise was cooking and Marianne was just you know drinking and setting the table and Sophie was uh embroidering like it yeah so I liked that and I loved the scenes of them just like walking on the cliffs and walking in the grass to find the <laughs> to find the leaves for the tea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like boo boo that's not gonna work but whatever um-, <laughs> <laughs> um yes I really liked I didn't expect it but I really liked how they kind of made Sophie much more of a character to relate to rather than just kind of like a person who moves the plot along in some ways yeah so yeah I appreciated that I think my favorite part like my favorite theme or part or whatever of the movie um when they're reading the story about Orpheus yeah and his wife and how that kind of wove, like from the beginning kind of wove its way into the story and into Mm -hmm. like their relationship and like how their relationship ended and all that stuff because it was like at first it okay so love the story of orpheus i liked marion's interpretation of it because it does make the most sense to me
1: of him choosing the making the poet's choice instead of the lover's choice Mm -hmm. like choosing the memory of her
0: rather than you know Actually being with her. Actually being with her. How much was she really like, yeah, let me go. Like, let's go back. You know, like he he was like frigging arguing with Hades or whoever the hell and was like, let me say this like really beautiful thing. And you're like, yes, yeah, so I'll let her go. And she's like chilling with Hades, like having a good time, having a drink with Persephone. And then she's like, what, I got to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And then she's walking up the hill and like, or walking up the, to the entrance. It's and funny because like- she said she- they they were like oh she might have said turn around mm-hmm. and done it intentionally it doesn't say that in the story but i would like to believe that as well
1: yeah i think that that scene when they're talking about you know what if she said turn around kind of goes back to like the women being an active part in the art that isn't recognized you mm-hmm. know and um i think one of her one of uh, Adele's or Celine, Celine Siama's um inspirations was a lot of these myths and like reading books like Song of Achilles and Circe oh. and like all these all these books that are kind of like a different take on Greek Greek mythology and using the lens of like the prominent women in history or in those mythologies and their how they played a bigger role or could have played a bigger role then is told because these were all written by men. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, side note, every time I hear of the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice, I just think of Hadestown. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think of, and this is so
0: dumb, I think of, do you remember the book series Spellbound? No. Anyway, oh no, it was called, um, the first book was called Inkheart.
1: That's what it was oh called. yeah the yeah. second
0: book was spelled out I'm sorry um and the the dad in the movie his nickname was like Orpheus or something like that um or there was a character named Orpheus anyway it was my favorite book series as a kid mm-hmm. um so I always think of that series when I think of Orpheus I went back after watching the movie and reread the story of Orpheus not the whole mm-hmm. thing because it's like a lot but I read like a condensed version of it and it was
1: <sighs> it was sad yeah Um, but I think I agree. I I like the, the idea that, um, Eurydice told him to turn around and he, he didn't just do it out of selfishness. He did it because she told him to, and that she was actively choosing to kind of stay, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I mean, and he's no dummy. Like he, he knew, like when she said, turn around, like he was like, you know the conditions of this i know the conditions of this and you're still asking me to turn around um well in in the event in this version of the story where she says it so he you know and that he respected her wish to turn like for her to remain a memory to him Mm -hmm. if he did not choose to turn around himself which i also appreciate like Mm -hmm. you know respecting the wishes of like your the love of your life or like or of anybody who's died and just being like sure babe I'll turn around this is gonna make a fucking great story <laughs> yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs> it's like a little like
1: hand touch mm-hmm. like she's being sucked back into oblivion I, I mean loved- that's, that's the painting at the end like yes. the guy comments on how you know usually it's painted it's painted as like um they're being whisked away and like barely get to see each other and whatever but in her painting it's kind of like they're both um both saying goodbye to each other they're both mm-hmm. acknowledging what's happening and are saying having the moment to say goodbye and remember each other um and I,
0: yeah. I love that the weird kind of like apparitions of Eloise like mm-hmm. at first I didn't get it but like thinking about it more afterwards that was supposed to be her being like, how do how do you say it? like, Eurydice? Eurydice.
1: Eurydice.
0: um It was that she was supposed to be Eurydice mm-hmm. because like she's, because like uh, every time she appears, she's facing away. Uh, marianne's facing the other direction. She turns around and, and as she sees her. She disappears. So, yeah, it didn't like at first. I was like, oh, this is creepy as hell. Hell
1: no. <laughs> It's another uh, midsummer uh, yeah another another like, I don't
0: know, it was turned into some sort of like law and order shit. I was like, nope, <laughs> but I just liked it. I, I like I like Greek mythology. You mentioned Song of Achilles and Circe uh book plug, read Song of Achilles.:
1: So the last time that she turns around and sees her in the wedding dress, that mm-hmm. was real, right? Yeah It wasn't an apparition, and she says, "Turn around." Mm -hmm. Do you think she was saying turn around for her to stay or to, to allow her to make the choice to stay or to go? I think, I think it had clearly has
0: ties to the story of Orpheus Mm -hmm. and Eurydice, but I think it was much more of like her knowing that it's a final glance, like maybe, maybe as we as was proposed earlier, that Eurydice just wanted to allow, I guess, one last glance before choosing to stay. Because I mean, ultimately, she really didn't have a choice. Like, yeah, the bubble burst when the mother came back from Milan. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I guess, it was kind of giving her that poet's I don't want to say poet's choice. Like, because I mean, if she stayed, like, what was gonna happen? Like, yeah but I think it was giving her that poet's ending where it's like that one last like fleeting glance of her this beautiful dress that she's been like hallucinating about
1: Mm -hmm. up
0: until this point and then immediately like the you know slap my mic (laughs) and then (laughs) and then immediately this the scene goes black so it's like she sees her and then boom dark like she gets sucked away and that's the last time she sees her for like What I can assume is like 10 years or something like that.
1: Yeah. Before we get to like the ending, ending, I want to talk about the kind of process that the film takes us through of them falling in love with each other. And just the, I I really liked the device of she has to memorize her face because she won't, she won't pose for her. So she has to like secretly just, get to know every intimate detail of her face that she, so that she can paint it from memory and that's kind of like how it feels to to start digging someone you know like you you just start to get to know the intimate details about them mm-hmm. and as she's mesmer- or memorizing the different details of her face we are also intrigued because we want to know like we want to see her face because that's you know the movie's telling us that we we need to see her face right mm-hmm. and it keeps kind of just giving us glimpses here and there and like not really revealing it until she runs to the <laughs> to the, the cliff. cliff it's just very a very heightened heightened sense of urgency over just seeing this person's face and yeah. i think that that really gets us emotionally invested right away and we're along for the the journey as they're falling in love which makes it easier for us as the audience to like want that to happen it's she's looking at her as as an object at first but then slowly we peel back the layers and and she becomes warmer towards Marianne as they get to know each other and she's not um objectified in the sense that Marianne wants her for you know in, in a lustful way at first as if it was like a male a man Mm-hmm. this film and trying to objectify her to make her intriguing to the audience it, it's just a very different uh approach that I really mm-hmm. appreciated
0: I really loved how so the scene where they first kiss like after the the yield bonfire um <laughs> I will throw in yield whenever I can um because they wear like in during that time like you had like two outfits so mm-hmm you know, they're wearing the same clothes throughout the entire film, you know, save for, you know, her posing in the green dress or whatever. I liked that for a hot second, you weren't sure when they actually first kissed because like, they wear those scarves before like when it's windy out. And like, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, did they already kiss? And like, that's why they've been like, spicy this whole time. But then I was like, I was like, nah, that don't make sense. And then I loved like I guess the literal metaphor of them like yeah. unmasking themselves. Also very COVID. I just like it yeah. made me laugh it's like just covering their mouth, <laughs> nose. Very I was, COVID. Like, I was like, damn it, we can't escape. Every every freaking movie we watch has some sort of like unconscious COVID reference. Um, but yeah, I liked the the literal like unmasking, like they're like letting their guard down. They're
1: they're
0: yeah, the mask, masks off, lips out, ready to party. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> the most romantic way you could describe a first kiss.
1: <laughs> masks off, lips out, ready to ready party. To
0: party. <laughs> Me, now that I'm dating, dating, dating in the time of COVID. That's a uh, damn straight. That's going to be my Tinder bio. If I make a Tinder again,
1: mask off,
0: lips, <laughs> lips out. out, ready to party. <laughs> um. Anyway, um <laughs> uh, Yeah. So I liked that a lot. And then, yeah. Okay. So when I thought I was definitely gonna be like, "Yield, Brokeback Mountain" was when they kissed, and then like, Eloise ran off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh no, she's the Heath Ledger of this movie," um, because she was like worried. Uh, Marianne was worried that you know she got scared, and Eloise was like, "Well, I am, but I'm not gonna stop." And then Marianne was like, "Cool, me neither," and. Part of me wanted a full-on crazy-ass sex scene. I wanted, not like, I don't need, like, porn. Like, I just wanted, like, just, like, literally.
1: This the sounds so perverted.
0: <laughs> this sounds so perverted, but I was, like, I want to see, like, I wanted to see, like, how they connected physically. Mm. Like, because it's, I'm assuming, well, it probably is, both their first time with women. Definitely Eloise's first time with a, another human at all um so I was like oh yeah show me the goods like not not in a pervy way but also kind of in a pervy way mm-hmm. um and then it cuts to the next morning and out into my head I was like dang it but I also appreciated it because yeah. it's not about like lesbian sex it's about like their love for one another and also like lesbian sex is like super I guess
1: fetishized, fetishized. yeah
0: so I understood the choice
1: mm-hmm am I part of the problem a little bit well no I I think I totally understand that because we're conditioned to like when we're watching a film about two people falling in love the moment that we see them having sex is like the moment it's like legitimized Mm -hmm. in film if that makes sense like that's the moment we're like okay cool they're they're together forever
0: (laughs) noise noise yeah
1: yeah. they bone once yeah they they're officially other lips out ready to party yeah exactly um (laughs) they're officially in love and that like is the seal of approval but I I like that this movie doesn't do that Mm -hmm. because all of the we don't need to see the act in order to feel the intimacy because Mm -hmm. the movie does a great job of like showing us the moments around the act itself because like when you have sex with someone a lot of times a lot of it is just the lying around together and like conversations naked in bed like Mm -hmm. those intimate moments with someone else that you know the five minutes of bumping uglies is is not (laughs) how dare you say that uh does that (laughs) does that make sense
0: unfortunately i understand what bumping uglies means but yes it does i understand i
1: had to bring us out of, out of the seriousness Stopping. for a second it's, but um, i appreciated it no i i just i really appreciate cuz like you said the you know lesbian sex is fetishized um and not taken seriously a lot of times especially if if this film was made by a man. we're going to keep uh-huh. coming back to this we definitely would have we definitely would have seen the sex scene you like know like they would
0: have i don't know they would have pulled out some crazy shit like it would have just been like Cause like it would have been like
1: some Game of Thrones shit, you know? Like, yeah,
0: like some. I don't even want to say it. No, it's bad. Um,
1: no, please, I'll edit it out. Say <laughs> so they're just gonna
0: pull out some like ye old strap on. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> does not make sense. <laughs> like, where did you get this? Sophie comes in for with the, the first time. The yeah. dildo?
1: <laughs> I had it ready for you.
0: Did you know? I looked up the history of dildos a few years ago, and like I think you told me about this. Yeah. Yeah, like some of like obviously some are still made from glass, but like they were originally like made from wood. Mm-hmm. Like bleh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was like well sanded, but and like probably, I don't know, nice little sealant. Get some go to Sherwin Williams, get yourself some, you know, wax or whatever, but the
1: ye old Sherman Williams.
0: <laughs> ye old Sherman Williams. <laughs> get yourself some ye old wood polish
1: your dildo okay we need to get back to the movie this is uh
0: i liked this sidetrack
1: um
0: back to the concept the unfortunate concept of fetishized
1: we're so mature um (laughs) of course talking about the fetishization of two women having sex together um yeah i appreciated the choice uh i thought the sex scene when you listen to interviews by the actresses in the movie and the director they refer to, like, the scene where she's, like, fingering her armpit as the sex scene. Um,
0: Interesting. I mean, okay, it was very cleverly done because mm-hmm. I figured, because, they're because like, you know, it first shows her putting the weed
1: deodorant. <laughs> the, probably opium or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, the opioid deodorant or whatever it was on her armpit. So they cut to it, and I was like, you know, those, like, internet jokes where you, like, Put your fingers together, put your Mm -hmm. arm together, and it looks like a butt. (laughs) (laughs) So that's immediately where my mind went. You're like, ooh. (laughs) So I was like, no, this has to be like her armpit. Cause like, but Mm. it was very like well shot to it. It It's like, is it a butt? Is it a front butt? No, it's an armpit. Ha ha ha.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's hot still. It's Um, still hot.
0: I was still kind of into it.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think that's interesting that they, talk about that scene as the the sex scene as like that Mm -hmm. is the act um, of like the you know peak intimacy between the two of them I think
0: their fight was very interesting Mm -hmm. because it kind of showed the patriarchy creeping in that Marianne while at first like when she was falling in love with her viewed her as like a human and like really saw her and like on a like woman to woman level like saw her problems and like Mm -hmm. understood them to a degree like not completely she wasn't being forced into a marriage to a man she didn't know but like she understood you know on a basic level like what eloise was going through and like what she was facing etc and she was, like, on her side as, like, woman to woman. Like, I get it. Like, I get it, girl. Like, it sucks, like, being us or whatever. But then as, like, the reality came close that, like, they were finishing the portrait and, like, their fantasy was going to end, she kind of, I don't want to say she became possessive. Like, she, she didn't. She wasn't acting, like, in a possessive way. But, like, her, like, when she said, like, oh, the paintings, like, I don't want the painting to be done because that means, like. I I I won't have you anymore it kind of like cemented that idea idea that like even to another woman like a woman of their interest is kind of like property like not mm-hmm. like let me buy you and you know own you but it's like because I you know love you you are mine like you are like that I have a claim to you essentially and Eloise clocked that like immediately because that's been her whole like dread for like mm. probably months you know this has definitely been something that's been planned for a while so she was like I I understand like why Eloise was pissed yeah and I liked I liked that conversation because like it does highlight like hey I'm not I'm not property like I'm not property to you I'm not property to this dude I'm not property to anybody so like the moment i became like an object of your affection you didn't see me as like an equal like eye to eye i get your problems you saw me as like i became your problem essentially like losing me became a problem to you and you stopped relating to my problems yeah so i liked it i was like oh spicy because i was like you know there always has to be some sort of like tense moment and when that was, like, the tense moment, like, the blooms off the rose kind of deal. I don't know. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was waiting for the scene that you painted that I bought off you. Yes. And I didn't realize, like, I knew they were crying, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they were, like, holding each other, I was like, oh, didn't
1: expect that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for context, Um my day job as an artist and I painted a, a frame from this movie of the two women on the beach holding each other. And um, that comes right after the fight that Madeline was just talking about or they kind of reconnect and, you know, agree to enjoy their last moments together before they have to leave or she has to leave. Mm-hmm. I think that whole sequence of events is like probably my favorite in the whole movie Mm -hmm. just like visually because she comes down to the beach and Eloise is like standing by the rocks and it just looked everything every shot in this movie looks like a painting it's like incredible the the film was shot in 8k so it's a lot of k's it is a lot of k's and um it pays off yeah because she wanted to get the the most depth and color that she could and I think it paid off because the movie is probably the most like beautiful movie I've ever seen. Just like there's so many frames and and, and scenes in this movie that I just want to paint and I'm working on it. But uh, as an artist, it's this movie is just like crack. I'm like, I just Ooh, want more art crack. I just want more. It's so it's just beautiful. And I, I think. I honestly think that this is like a movie that should be taught in like film school. It's mm. it's I feel like it's a perfect film. Like I don't have any major critiques. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like visually it's stunning. Um the you know boldness in not using diegetic music for a love story like this, a time period piece like this, and just relying on the you know natural rhythm of the of the story to, to get you through is like really brave and admirable and I, I love it. Um, the actors are perfect. The story is like nuanced and refreshing and heartbreaking, and but also like, I don't know, like I don't feel necessarily sad when I leave the movie I feel like I experienced the same love that they did together and I'm like grateful for that Mm
0: -hmm. when I leave the
1: movie you know Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I think it's a perfect movie do you have any critiques of it to to cut to to break my break my heart here
0: (laughs) (laughs) old bonfire scene did get me a little bit that threw me through a tiny loop yeah um but no I I also really enjoyed it I I don't know I, I agree with all your technical words. <laughs> yes, <laughs> greatly made.
1: Yes, Yes. The movie. Um, before we wrap it up, we can probably talk about the ending. Ending. Yes. Um, yes. So, Marianne says that she saw her once again, and we see that she saw her in painting form. We kind of talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that she made sure to have the number 28, page 28, painted in the painting as like a in case you ever see this, I remember you and I'm thinking about you kind of thing, which is it's just like, oh
0: oh." I know. I was like, oh man, because you don't know how long it's been. I mean Mm -hmm. it's been, it's definitely been like what the child in the painting looked maybe like four or five. If that old. So so it's definitely been six years maybe since, you know, since they last saw each other. So yeah. And then who knows how long it's been since she saw that painting that she saw her again. So it is really sweet to think like after all these years, like six years doesn't sound like a long time, but like if you hooked up with somebody like six years ago for like a week, like you'll probably remember them, but you're not going to be like, Hey, I'm taking a photo and here's an inside joke. Like if you ever see this, if this ever (laughs) pops up on your Instagram feed, I'm thinking of you, you know, there's no subliminal messages. Yeah, but you know, at the ye old gallery viewing, it was it was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I did another. I did another like uh, Leo meme when uh, you saw the twenty eight. I was like, I
1: was like the page. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Um. Yeah, and then she sees her once again at um the orchestra in Milan. I thought I thought that was a really nice touch too that she earlier in the film was like you know you'll get to hear the rest of it in Milan and Mm -hmm. she does she goes to hear this specific song because she knows it was the song that Marianne played and we just watch her experience all of the memory and and the you know joy and heartbreak and everything of remembering their time together in the two and a half minute shot of just sitting there incredible just,
0: acting to like express yeah. all that emotion and it, it was like obviously like a, a straight shot like there was no editing mm-hmm. or anything and it kind of to tie it back to the orpheus it's kind of the the opposite of like the story of like the mm-hmm. ending of orpheus because like if he hadn't looked he would have kept his the love of his life if she had just glanced over you know at the you know at I, part of me, like, I knew she wouldn't because Marianne already said, like, she doesn't look, but she didn't see me. But if I, part of me really want to be like that last split second, kind of like a freaking inception ending where it's like, (laughs) she like turns her head a little bit. Does she look? Does she not? Um, But it's like the opposite of Orpheus where it's like, had she looked, like, it could have, you know, she could have had the love of her life again. Mm. But the fact that she didn't once again... Marion has her like poetic ending, yeah. Where it's like I see her, but she doesn't see me. Like it's very bittersweet to witness her, like remembering, enjoying, you. yeah, enjoying the the show and knowing that she still remembers because, like, I'm sure she had those little like opera frigging glasses <laughs> and was like staring at you know Eloise the whole time. <laughs> little opera. Imagine, but imagine the opera b-
1: binoculars. <laughs> imagine like sitting. Or, like next to Marianne and like you see everybody else watching the show and she's just like <laughs> <and> looking <laughs> in the opposite direction with her binoculars you're just like Is she alright? The dude's like ma'am it's over <laughs> <laughs> like snapping in front of her face like hello? Uh, but yeah, um, no I agree I, I, watching that scene you're just kind of like hoping that she'll look over the whole time because it's so it's so long and drawn out and you're just like waiting for her to mm-hmm. to slightly turn and and meet the eye line, but it doesn't happen and dang it it's like realistic and tragic and beautiful all at the same time although uh when I was watching it with Ryan he was like Marianne could just like leave early and wait outside the Theater doors and just like say hey, but <laughs> dang it, Ryan. I thought the same thing, but I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, but I mean, that's you know, again, she had but we didn't have to see choice. that. Maybe she did do that. It's just not part of the movie, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the likelihood is she didn't do that. Like, she probably like made peace with the fact that like they were not, they were only meant to be in each other's lives for like that very short period of time, but it was obviously very monumental in how they, you know, carry themselves for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know dang it, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> for bringing logic into this situation. Um, I appreciated the movie.
1: Yeah, very, very much. Um, is there anything you want to say about the like LGBTQ representation in the movie?
0: What I liked about it was, I guess, how just, like, normal both of them were. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds, like, that sounds some type of way, and it, and that's not how I mean it, but it's it's more, like, one, like, you know, like, there's always that, like, trope of, like, who's the dominant, you know, and who's the, like, submissive or whatever, and there's, like, no real telling, like, if there is any sort of dynamic like that, like, who is who, Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as, like, being possessive, that, like, air quotes around possessive, that was definitely more like Marianne, um, Marianne's side of the the coin, but I don't know, I liked, I just liked how, like, natural it all felt, like, you know, yeah. like, these stories can be told, and they can be told beautifully, and they can, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it just felt like a, like a regular degular, like, super wonderful, very sweet, romantic love story, like, anybody who watches this film should at no point i can't speak for everyone but i don't know i just don't feel like you should feel uncomfortable watching this film one because like these you know lgbtq people exist they're out there um these stories can and should be told um and everyone has you know everyone should watch these films and like understand that like you know any couple could be in that situation regardless of their gender and still have like the same issues the same arguments the same well, similar arguments the same you know views etc it's like it just normalizes it
1: yeah
0: I don't know and also also it is very cool that it's like a historical film Mm -hmm. because they and what I also like about is they don't really talk about like how sinful or like blasphemous yeah. it is to be like to like be homosexual in that time
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it, they just let it they just let it be they just let it fly mm-hmm. masks off lips out ready to party they just went for it <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't need to address you know the cultural you know societal issues that they would have faced if this was like out
1: Yeah I mean it kind of is like similar to the patriarchy thing like it's not present but it's present Mm -hmm. you know like it's you can feel it the whole time Mm -hmm. they don't need to say that right but I also appreciate that it wasn't like an issue between them they weren't like I can't because you're a woman and then and then it like eventually she gives in it wasn't like that it was like very natural like you said. It just felt like two people falling in love. And that's, you know, how it is. People fall in love and doesn't matter if two women, two men, you know, whatever. It feels very modern in that way even mm-hmm. though it's period piece. Because um, I mean, I like, really Sophie
0: had to know something was up. You know what I mean? Oh, she like, absolutely
1: did. She absolutely did. And so I think was it, like, that's goes, cool. Yeah, I think it goes back to, like, the equality between the three of them. Like, they're just... Three women living in a bubble together. There's no need for the hierarchy, you know, to separate them. They're all kind of just vibing. <laughs> yeah. Sophie understands their relationship. She's not a part of that part of the relationship, but she's a friend. And that's just as important to, you know, like for me, I, you know, recently came out. I'm bisexual. Yeah. And this movie. We'd love to see it. Yeah. This movie, um was really inspirational for me because you have the like female relationship between Marianne and Eloise, which is very different than their relationship with their friend, um, Sophie, but they all love each other, you know equally. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. my friendships mean they they are my life just as much as my romantic relationships, you know, right. Um, so I thought that was really, I just, I don't know. It just, this movie is probably one of my, it was probably my, one of my favorites from 2019 when it came out and it was very personal for a lot of reasons, which is why I've painted it and stuff, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought it was really well done. And when you, it's compared a lot to uh, Call Me by your name, the, uh, I, haven't seen it, so I don't care yeah it's
0: i can't i cannot watch any movie with Army hammer in it anymore (laughs) not after
1: yeah not after everything that happened with him that's fair um but that movie is critiqued for the relationship i mean the relationship is very very different first Mm -hmm. of all um timothy chalamet's character is a minor yeah
0: that always threw me through a loop um about that movie
1: yeah, it's just very bizarre, and it doesn't feel super earned as as this movie does, mm-hmm. because I think I I, I don't know I, I just didn't vibe with that movie as much as I did with this movie. Maybe it's mm-hmm. because I'm not a man, but I don't and I don't understand the the passion behind that kind of relationship. But um. I also just
0: think of Montero now.
1: True. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> <Sure. laughs>
0: True. it's completely culturally surpassed the film in my world yeah not in everyone's world but in my world I because I've never seen Call Me By Your Name but I've seen the Montero music video several times um that's
1: that's fair I think that's a good alternative um <laughs> yeah but anyways um I don't know I really like this movie I'm glad that we got to watch it and I'm glad you liked it um I've been waiting a very long time to be able to talk about this movie with you. So, you know me,
0: uh, I don't watch films until
1: I tell you to. (laughs) Until
0: until I do. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, do you have any
0: final thoughts on the movie before we wrap up? You were right to say it was very sexy and romantic. Yes. And I can't wait to see what other pieces you put out around this film.
1: Yay. The end.
0: The end of my thoughts.
1: Rain is shutting off now goodbye all right so with that if you enjoyed this and you want to you know keep up with what else we got going on you can follow us on instagram at, at another picture show or on twitter at, at another pick pod um you can listen to us on youtube spotify uh apple podcast google podcasts all that jazz and uh next week i think we're gonna do something a little different um, Ooh. change up the vibes Ooh. And, and see where we go so spicy okay we'll see you next week i love Sounds you great i love you too bye bye